Thank you for joining the podcast today. Can't wait for you to hear it. Wink, wink. It's an audiologist, not just an audiologist. It's Dr. Kelly Dyson from Suncoast Audiology right here in Pinellas County, Tampa Bay. We hope you enjoy. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the podcast. Today, I have a very special guest. She happens to have my favorite name, and anybody that knows me well knows that Kelly is a name that is like a little angel in my life. So um, my alias, just so you know, Dr. Kelly Dyson is here with me. I'll tell you more about her in a minute, Um, but she doesn't know this, so I'm going to tell her right now while you're listening, audience people. So um, Kelly was our alias growing up. Because my last name, my maiden name, is worse than my married name. Worse meaning hard to say. So it was Cuthbert. Yeah, try saying that five times fast. Yeah, exactly. I have a lisp. So we used to say, uh, party of five, Kelly. (laughs) (laughs) So Dr. Kelly Dyson um, owns a beautiful practice here in Seminole, uh, Suncoast Audiology. And it is in the Largo Professional Center, which is funny because it's in Seminole. Well, it's Seminole Boulevard. Seminole Boulevard. We're on the border between Seminole and Largo, Florida. She's crossing two counties. Yeah. So um, Dr. Dyson is an audiologist, a diagnostic audiologist. Hearing loss, tinnitus, 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 however you want to say it. Um, now I'm going to, I'm going to try just because it's fun to pronounce the next two words that are on this business card. Oof. Hyperacusis. Yes. I did correct. it. Oh my God. All right. Here's the next one. Misophonia. 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 I should have thought miso soup. Okay. So everybody, this is Dr. Kelly Dyson and she's going to tell you a little bit about tinnitus first that you might not know. Tinnitus affects about 10 to 15% of the population. If you put virtually anybody into a soundproof room and let them just sit there for 10 to 20 minutes, mm-hmm. their ears will start ringing because hearing is one of your senses. Hmm. So if you don't have input from it, your brain starts to produce input to compensate for not having it, which is why many people who have hearing loss are afflicted with this. Mm-hmm. But 2% of the people that experience it have it on a severe level where it affects every part of their life. Sleeping, waking, eating, depression. Yeah. You know, um, I always love uh, the personal story. And I I happen to know that there is a a personal story with why you are so passionate about tinnitus. So why don't you tell the audience a little bit about that? Forty years ago, I had an eardrum rupture. Mm. And it was ruptured for about two years, and I had chronic ear infections, and it left me with permanent ringing in both ears. All right, let's slow down for a minute. Sure. Permanent ringing in both ears. Like, loud ringing, minimal ringing. I can't even imagine what that's like, but I always like to, when somebody tells me what ailments they have, I always like to picture myself having that and what it would feel like. So It sounds like, ah. All the time. Just constant. Just constant. Okay. But because I got it as a child, I didn't know it wasn't normal. Mm -hmm. It wasn't until I got into college that I found out that everybody didn't hear that all the time. Wow. That's amazing. You really thought thought everybody. (gasps) Sure, sure. Then as an adult, Mm -hmm. I acquired 
an, a different type of sound in my right ear that's like a European police siren. It goes wow. do 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 do, and it's there all the time, twenty four hours a day. And that one's bothersome if I'm in a quiet room, like sure. if I'm at home after work and it's just quiet, I can hear it. So, hence why you became an audiologist. Exactly. So nobody knows it like you do. And what better way to help somebody than having your own personal experience? That's correct. So tell everybody what it means to become an audiologist. So you went to med school. What was that journey like? I have a bachelor's degree in Mm -hmm. communication disorders, which Mm -hmm. means that I also did some speech pathology as Mm -hmm. an undergrad, just in a university clinic. Right. You know, it's it's part of the communication, so Mm -hmm. we did study that. I have a master's degree in audiology and Mm -hmm. then a doctorate in audiology as well. Which translates to me as a lot of school. Correct, (laughs) yes. And a lot of debt. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) We love student loans. How many years in school total for you? Nine. Oh, sounds like torture. And I did a one-year fellowship that was required at the time. Oh, my goodness. So you have now, you've been practicing for 20 years? Almost 30. Almost 30. 20, it'd be 20, 29 years coming up on it. And you always knew that this is what you wanted to do. Yes. That's amazing because of your personal experience. Exactly. I know what it's like. I know what it's like to have reduced hearing, which is what I had for the years that I had the hole in my ear. Mm. And then I know what it's like to have these things that you can't get away from. Yeah. So what's fascinating about learning more about what you do is it's so specialized, right? You, because of your own experience with tinnitus, wanted to go into this specialty. Mm -hmm. But there are other specialties within the audiology community, correct? Yes, that's correct. So what are the other... So if somebody had a different ailment with their ears, it wouldn't be best for them to come to you. Like, So you really focus on tinnitus and these other two things I'm not going to try to pronounce again. Right. The things they would not come to me for would be if they were getting a cochlear implant for someone okay. who's profoundly deaf or for vestibular disorders. Right. That was the one. Vestibular. Yes. So most people Dizziness. that are not in the medical community, mm-hmm. they don't know what vestibular means. People don't even know that there's a rehab for, there's vestibular rehab with specific physical therapists and such. Absolutely. For people who have trouble walking. Right. Difficulty with just being dizzy or having vertigo all the time. Right. They feel like they're on a boat. Right. And they can't get off. So that's Mm -hmm. not you. No. Okay. That's good to know because I think it's very specific. The other thing I found out that was fascinating um, was when you told me the story about how people have some afflictions with it bothers them so tremendously when they hear a blinker or when they hear a certain tapping or, and, and there's an actual diagnosis for that. That is called misophonia. The term was first. Misoph- and that's on your card. Yes. It was first <laughs> coined in 1998 mm-hmm. by a specialist named Pavel Jastrobov. And Whoa. it trans. Pavel, where the heck was Jastrobov. he from? Poland. <laughs> gotcha. <laughs> and it translates into hatred of sound. Wow. And what will happen is you and I can be having lunch somewhere, no problem at all. But I go home and my husband's chewing potato chips and I just can't stand it and think he's doing it on purpose just to annoy me. So it's not that you hate your husband. 
It's you hate the sound of the potato chips. Exactly. We <laughs> see it a lot in spouses yeah. and also in children who cannot eat with their families because they'll either it's mom or dad. They yeah. think you're chewing like that or swallowing loudly just to bother me. Yeah. And so they can't eat with their families. So, but do, when they eat with other people, they, they still hear the same thing and are bothered by the same thing? No, or is usually it... they're not. That's amazing. It's typically associated with one person. Okay. Now, pens clicking, that can be any type of pen clicking. Or keys tapping on a keyboard, that yeah. might bother them. But usually they'll say, oh, the person in the cube next to me just types like they're banging on a, <laughs> a manual typewriter. Mm-hmm. But the other people in the office, they don't even notice. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So this makes perfect sense to me why um, some might think that that's for a psychologist. Mm -hmm. Okay. So because myself, I have, I'm a very audible person. So I do a lot of um, business coaching for doctors that are not in this state. Mm -hmm. So if I have a physician that is chewing gum. Yes who is um, typing, even if they have long nails. I mean, I hear everything. So I just assume, you know, just chalk it up with all the other things that, you know, I'm OCD about or whatever, you know, uh, mental health uh, fun things that I've learned to deal with through the years. But if it was really something that took over my brain, Mm -hmm. I would think psychologist. And not to say that that's a bad option, but... um, Tell everybody why it, it would benefit them to come to you for something like that versus a psychologist. Because don't you think that most people that are not in the medical industry just assume that it is psychology, not something that there might be something wrong with their ears? or Some people assume that they're just going crazy. Right. Or they're high strung or they're OCD. Right. When really it's an auditory issue. Mm-hmm. Many of those folks do see therapists, counselors, psychologists, Mm. in addition to seeing an audiologist. Mm. But if they just do the one modality, in other Mm. words, they're just seeing a psychologist without seeing an audiologist, then we're only treating part of the problem. Mm -hmm. Many of my misophonia folks, I refer right out to see someone who specializes in either PTSD, Mm -hmm. which is very common for them to have some type of a trauma. Yeah. Or to a psychologist, depending on if they have some other things, maybe depression that accompanies it. Hmm. Not all of them do. Mm-hmm. There's also an eye movement desensitization therapy that people wow. can do. And I have a website I go to and can tell them all the people and their zip code right. that specialize in, in that type of thing. Amazing. But many times people just end up on opiates or right. Xanax and things like that. And they say, oh, yeah, it's much better. But pretty soon they're addicted. Yeah. Whereas... Well, what I do instead is a, using a treatment modality with sound. Mm. I fit them with ear-level devices that play a white noise mm. that helps to shield some of those little tiny sounds so that they don't hear them. Yeah, I mean, I know that my husband likes to have a fan next to him to go to sleep, mm-hmm. right? It's kind of that um, type of soothingness that would probably relieve them from the stress of of hearing those sounds. Definitely. I highly recommend sound machines. Okay, so then what about hyperacusis? Hyperacusis <laughs> is where loud sounds bother people, such as dropping keys on a table. Mm. I'm not talking about I'm bothered by rock concerts. A lot right. of people go straight to rock concerts, or I don't like guns. Mm-hmm. 
This is, I can't tolerate people sneezing. I can't go out to a restaurant. I cannot mm -hmm. go grocery shopping because mm -hmm. it's just so loud in there. Mm. And frequently these folks will say, I know I have perfect hearing because I can hear a pin drop. I can hear the grass growing mm -hmm. because every little tiny sound seems overamplified. And what happens is many of these people actually have hearing loss. Mm. Because the brain's not getting what it needs, it starts turning everything up louder to compensate for the hearing loss. Wow. So people wrongly assume they have better than normal hearing, and usually they have at least a mild to moderate hearing loss if they're having hypersensitivity to loudness. And they'll say, I've been like this my whole life. Right. But by the time they come for treatment, they've usually got some hearing loss. And all we do is we fit them again with devices that they mm -hmm. wear on their ears, and it plays a different type of a sound than the other mm -hmm. disorders. Each thing has its own sound. And it kind of resets the brain and retrains it that, hey, sound is a-okay, and mm. you don't need to be bothered by it. And we do that by just immersing them in sound. And the sound is very soft. Mm -hmm. It's about six decibels. Mm. Now, if I were to take a sound level meter, yes, those right. exist, and go around and record things. If we were up in the Midwest right now, I could record falling leaves. Mm -hmm. And those would fall at about 20 decibels. Well, this is only 6 decibels of sound. So it's a very soft sound. Nobody mm -hmm. else can hear it. But it does enough just to reset the brain and send it signals that it's hearing again because mm -hmm. we're flooding it with this nice, soft sound. It's starting to make me think I need a hearing test. <laughs> <laughs> All of these things are so common to me. You know, uh, the first thing that was very common to me was when you mentioned the blinker, the blinker in somebody's car. Yes. If somebody keeps the blinker on and they're not turning and I hear it, I'm like, seriously? Yes. You, you, you're going to need to turn that blinker off. Mm -hmm. So I really have, it, it's never been something that and a few other things, you know, the chewing, it's like for me, if I hear somebody chewing, which I do on podcasts, by the way, oh yeah, I'm, I can't listen to it. I can understand that. That would be annoying. That's annoying, but that's not a problem, right? Like it, it right. doesn't take over my life. Right, you're not obsessed by it all the time. So it, it would really have to be this, like, I can't get it out of my head. Yes, if every single time you were eating with your husband, you're, oh, I'm right. just dreading having to <laughs> go out to dinner with him because I know he's going to eat mm -hmm. that steak and chew loudly <laughs> or slurp his spaghetti. Right. That's different. That's affecting your life. Right. That, so they need you and marital counseling. <laughs> Correct. <Right>. <laughs> <laughs> Which I have people I can refer to right. for that as well. <laughs> you have good relationships with a bunch of marital psychologists, I'm quite sure. <laughs> Well, awesome. This has been so helpful. And I, I think that, you know, the more that we learn, because uh, I know that my my 15 year old, he went for um, uh, speech therapy for a long time. Mm -hmm. They couldn't figure out what it was, um, what was happening to him. It, it turns out it's so slight, but it's like an auditory processing. Oh, yeah. Right. And um, he was very affected by sound when he was very young. So mm -hmm. he always had his hands on his ears. So of course, me being in pediatrics, sure. we went right to the other spectrum and it was this, you know, it was very, you have to spend a lot of time really speaking to the patient and finding out what every symptom that is going on is happening, right? And yes. I know that you spend a lot of time doing that yourself here, correct? Yes, I have a lot of specialized machines that they don't have in typical regular audiologist's office. Right. 
because I'm doing all these kind of unique specialized Mm -hmm. disorders. I'll tell you what, if there was any ringing in my ear, I would know who to go to. I want somebody that has been through it, like with everything in my life. I want a, a business coach that owns a business. <laughs> you know, I want, um, I want to talk to somebody if I have depression that has gone through it themselves. It's the same thing for me. Like if somebody has a passion for it, you know that they identify more than what somebody that wouldn't have had that experience as a child, right? Oh, I yeah. mean, you probably are super perceptive of other people because you've seen it in yourself. Definitely. That's a gift. A lot of people think that folks who have these disorders are just crazy. You need to get mm-hmm. over it. Well, if you had, a, <laughs> just for instance, a fly in your ear oh 24 God. hours a day, you'd be a little bit crazy too. I Really and truly. Thank so, God there's a resource. Exactly. Yeah. We treat the issue and the crazy subsides. <laughs> right. And everybody can be happy. <laughs> and right. And then you could call them crazy for thinking that you were, that there's a real diagnosis here. Right. Well, thank you so much, Dr. Dyson, for joining us today. You're welcome. I That's look forward to, uh, to speaking to you again. And um, I'm sure to send everybody here to Suncoast Audiology. Bye-bye, everybody. Bye-bye.